0: da 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 okay. Hi, confidants. Hi. It's me, Kelsey, your host of Confidently Insecure the podcast where we're absolutely sure we don't know everything. Um I just it feels weird to like have that crazy like electric rock intro when the vibe is just different you know the vibes are just a different time right now (laughs) as you can tell from the title of this episode I am still believe it or not going through a breakup and by going through it I mean like working through it Jared and I are definitely still broken up Um, but I figured this would be a really good opportunity to talk about I mean, first of all, I've never been doing a podcast whilst going through such a big breakup. I mean, I probably was dating people on and off back in the early days, but when I... No, even when I started adult shit, I had just met Jared. Yeah, so I've like literally never done a podcast about breakups for myself personally. So I figured this would be (laughs) the perfect time. It is an active breakup. It is certainly in the feels, in the process, walking you guys through all the emotions, all the motions, what I'm doing, what I'm not doing, all the questions I put out on my Instagram to ask you guys, what did you want to talk about with breakups? And there was definitely an overwhelming response to talking about grief with a breakup. So that's a little bit about what this episode is going to be about. We will get to the main thickness of that in a bit, but first I just wanted to say thank you guys because releasing that episode last week was very tough it was very scary it was I had no idea how it was going to be received I thought maybe I'll just record this get it off my chest and then you know do a much more polished you know version or whatever but you guys received it so well and have sent me so much fucking love whether it be in the comment section here or on Instagram or TikTok, I am just so, so, so grateful that what I'm going through, A, is not unique. I know that sounds a little harsh to myself, perhaps, but it's not unique. And that I stand in such good company with so many amazing people who have gone through heartbreak and how heavy it is and how massive it is. And I hate that it's a thing we can connect to, but also I I love that it makes us human and it makes us um, understand each other better. It makes us see each other in a different light. Um, So I really just wanted to say thank you just to start off this episode and to hopefully continue support as a lot of this content for the next couple weeks will be talking about different things around breakups. Um, As I live go through them everything from you know checking in with friends of the pod that will come on here and talk about their experience with breakup Um, we're talking about financial uncoupling we're talking about when should you start dating again Um, the big move out um, unexpected feelings I want all of that stuff to be touched on and it's important to me that it's As honest as possible. I mean, I know this podcast every week for years has been me interviewing someone else about their experience. So I'm really trying to take this time to do that solo, dolo inner work. (laughs) Um, So I waited until the night before this podcast comes out to really um, take stock of my week. It is one week since publicly announcing breakup. And walk through it with you guys. You know what has the grief looked like in the first week? Um, it's late here. I got hippo asleep in his crate next to me. I just had some meatloaf and I'm drinking some. I hate even to say it, but it's like that company that KSI and one of the Paul brothers has their energy—not energy drink, but it's like their their Gatorade. Mm. It's really good, and I'm mad how much I like it. Okay um yes so I actually busted out my calendar to walk you guys through what seven days of stages of grief looked like for me um as soon as I had that conversation with Jared reading the letters to each other I actually had to work. <laughs> I had about a 30 minute break where I, you know, played with Hippo, I went outside, I took a deep breaths. Breathing has been oh my god, such a massive part of this healing process and I know it sounds vague and like what, but I'll get I'll get there. Um and then I had to record a brand deal for TikTok and I have no idea if you guys will be able to tell which one it is. I don't think it's going up for another week or so, but I am I was able to kind of compartmentalize that and say, I'm going to get to the grief in a minute. I need to get this work done. And I feel like that was the first inkling of a massive realization that I started to have about this process, um, which I did a little TikTok about this Uh, So if you've already seen it, forgive me for kind of like summarizing it, but I have clung back clung. Is that a word guys? It's late. I have clung to a phrase that I've been saying over and over and over again in my head this week that I am responsible for my own emotions. And I sometimes add in there Only I am responsible for my emotions where I am responsible for my emotions only. I do different variations depending on like the sass I need. Um, But here's where this breakup has felt so different from every other breakup that I've gone to was that little phrase reminded me that it is my choice on how to deal with this. Sometimes, you know, the nervous system gets shocked people trigger you, your fight or flight gets activated. I'm not saying that the intensity of emotions doesn't come. I'm not a robot, but the passage through my body and how I allow it to move energetically through me is up to me and is not only up to me, it is my responsibility. And now it sounds simple, right? But I am someone who grew up With both parents in the house. I mean they worked a lot. But both parents in the house. I had a caretaker who raised me. I had my older sister. I was surrounded by a good social circle. I always had my needs. My basic needs met. And I would even say my emotional needs. Majority met. And so when I started dating people. It felt like just an additive of my needs being met. Um, I never felt like I was someone that dated people that let them walk on them or or you know allowed them to treat me poorly or or abuse me even in one scenario but it turns out I was you know I thought I'm just getting my needs met and I'm saying it the way I want it to and I'm doing it the way I want to but it turned out I was compromising so often in so many different scenarios because I was so fearful of losing love or limerence which if you don't know the difference it's definitely worth a google because i bet it'll resonate with a ton of people um and i realized that i was able to have those experiences because that's sort of where i was alone in my needs for the first time and asking someone else you know with like friendships or parental love or whatever that just came and so when it was time for me to choose how I was allowing myself to be loved I had always thought that I had really clear boundaries that I knew what I wanted but in such reality I, I came to realize that like this was the one area of my life that I really had the power to ask for what I wanted and how I wanted to be loved and I compromised I diminished myself I gave up my values I gave up my morals to be treated and you know quote loved quote by someone out of fear it was never the compromises were never out of like love to a degree the massive compromises were just I will I'll do anything to make sure that this works and so when I started to say this phrase over and over again recently that I am responsible for my own emotions It gave me so much fucking power back that I went, wow, for so long I had been allowing these other people or I had been expecting or I had been assuming that these other people in my life as lovers would take care of my emotional regulation. If I was going to have a panic attack, then my partner should soothe me. If I was happy then my partner should share that happiness if I was sad then my partner should coddle me or you know if I was upset especially if I was angry or I felt like betrayed or um unheard that it was up to my partner to like hear me and that was gonna make me feel better or I needed them to apologize and that was gonna make me feel better but here is the fucking reality y'all you you are the only person who is responsible for your emotions and regulating your emotions. Which, again, I know I'm repeating it and you might be like, I get, it's so basic what you say. But when you really think about it, right? Like if I'm upset that something happened the way it did with Jared and I kept asking him over and over again for some sort of apology that, never satisfied me. It's because I was still carrying the anger. You know, they say forgiveness is a selfish act because you're actually finally saying, I'm going to forgive you for myself to feel better. I'm sick of carrying around this anger and this weight and this upset energy that I could release and say, I'm going to forgive you so that I don't feel like shit anymore. And that's why they actually call forgiveness a selfish act, which I had never considered before um so long tangent to say that's kind of where a big boiling third eye awakening moment came for me in this process so far this week of the grief is it would be neglectful to not honor the emotions that came up and regulate hard emotions I wasn't ignoring them I wasn't saying "Ooh, I feel sadness coming but I'm gonna regulate and say no sadness no I I would be sad. And I would honor that sadness. And then I would not expect anyone to regulate it back is what I mean by that. So when I was sad, I was sad. When I needed to cry, I freaking cried. Um, So going back to sort of like the week, right? So my first day I had to do that little brand shoot. And then I had my therapist, which I highly recommend if you know you're going through a breakup or if you know you're going through a rocky road in your relationship, make sure you are scheduling your therapy appointments around times that you know will be stressful. I purposely knew I had this call, this letter reading exchange with Jared, and I made sure that I had my therapy op- appointment on the books. I you know, messaged my therapist beforehand, let them know, hey, this is happening. This is what I'm going to be coming into with the meeting. And um, yeah, and then I had to watch – a movie for the other podcast that I do the guilty pleasures podcast and I believe I slept pretty soundly that night I I remember having stressful dreams which I have nightmares pretty much every night which people find weird it's just regular for me now like if I have a really good dream then that's actually weird and unusual for me so uh I didn't I didn't have a trouble falling asleep the first night. I had I had trouble having a pleasant time sleeping. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you what was so important to me the next day. The next day, I needed to have my friends around me. I in advance scheduled my bestie Zagnoui Towers friend of the pod dating no filter co-host, funny comedian, all-around fantastic fucker, come over early in the morning, like, when I get up, and I stuck to my morning routine. When I woke up, it was so easy for me. I wanted to just hit that alarm and snooze and be depressed and say, I'm going to cancel everything because who wouldn't understand what I'm going through? But – and wouldn't be sympathetic. You know, so many people in my life were like, if you want to cancel this meeting this week, that's fine. And I, I hope everyone has that, you know – privilege I know it's not the way for most people to say I can't just like skip work because of the heartbreak but you know take a fucking sick day if you need bibs um but I knew I needed to stick to my routine and there was something weirdly exciting about waking up as sad as I was I was like whoa what is this gonna be like like what is waking up and like making my cop my coffee my matcha latte and my breakfast and my toast and taking hippo out like you know i'd mentioned jared and i haven't been living together for quite some time now but it felt like this weird excitement of like the weight had been lifted off my shoulders almost like the sadness had been lifted off of my shoulders it was wild it's very hard to explain but Zach came over. We did Boho Beautiful, which is a free yoga instruction class on YouTube, which I highly, highly recommend, especially if you're going through a breakup. Movement in the body is so key. And I'm not talking about even exercise. You could do shit that's just rolling across the floor. I don't care. Movement is so, so important during this sort of time. Something else that I really love that's maybe not for everyone, but essential oils. I've talked about them before. I will talk about them to the day I die. The smell. Ah! it's like sense memory, baby. It's like so pleasant. It brings you right out of a funk. Um, Lavender and Nightbloom and Jasmine are two of my favorites. Um, I knew that I had to record a podcast for Guilty Pleasures later that day. Um, I had a team meeting on the Justice for Soraya doc. Um, I had to push a Swapskis meeting because I was feeling sad. But that night, I went and did breath work at a friend's house and this is where in the beginning where I talked about breath work being so crucial for this point in time. I found myself feeling really sad again not necessarily about not necessarily even about anything in particular just this overwhelming grief that the insult to the way I thought the relationship was going to go versus what ended up happening was like what I was feeling sad about of just how could I have let myself get here? How could I have been so stupid? Why didn't I take care of myself sooner? Why did I care? But you know, all the like getting down on myself instead of recognizing that I was like learning and growing and trying to do the best that I could. But there's something about breath work, which is different practices of breathing. So breathing with your chest, breathing breathing with your belly, breathing in and out the nose in a pattern. That creates. I mean, the way that people explain it is like you basically get high off your own breath, which I know it sounds weird and scary, but it's actually so fucking cathartic. And it's hard. It's hard work because your mouth gets dry and your, your nose gets tickly and, you know, you get tired after a while or your brain gets distracted. But I've been practicing it for a while now. Actually, Jared introduced me to it. I was very, like, anti-breath work in, to begin with. But um, I... Cried so much because if you think about it, breathing, doing breath work, like let's say I'm just doing a, a three part breath with just like belly, chest, um, a mouth, it's like and continuing to do that for an extended period of time, it creates a feeling of crying. It signals your brain like you're making all of the sounds and noises and movements is crying. And it's not that I hadn't been crying. Trust me, your bitch has been subbing. Uh, it was it was moving. It was purposeful movement of that energy and that sadness through my body. And I was like, I'm going to allow this space to be held and supported and and, and be that here and not feel bad about it. And I think that's what's so important for going through a breakup with this grief is like, If you're a freak like me that likes to schedule every single part of her life, schedule in parts to grieve. And of course we can't control when it's going to hit us. But me knowing that I had that breath work session later allowed me to easily get through that meeting that I needed or that podcast recording or whatever it was that I had to just push through a little bit instead of canceling and throwing myself completely off my routine. I just said, I'm going to, I'm going to do it tonight. I'm going to get it out tonight at breath work. So that was uh, the next day. Um, I had an appointment with my psychiatrist. Uh, Even though, you know, our appointments are really short and more medication focused, she is amazing. And, you know, I told her about the situation and she's been kind of along for the ride for the last few months of the ups and downs. And she even offered that it's okay to go up on the above recommended use of Lexapro the um, number the milligram size because if this time is a time that I need extra support it's totally safe to do that you know under her care Um, I don't think I'm actually going to need it but knowing that that's a chemical that can help my chemicals (laughs) was um, super helpful Um, I had to go and record another podcast episode and I started to sort of take note that evening about things that were surprising to me about breaking up, right? Like I started to write things down on my my little shared my little shared my little notes app, not my shared notes app. Things that were like really hard about breakups that I didn't expect. So changing the way that instead of I say we for everything, now I have to say I. So instead of saying like we adopted hippo, I say I adopted hippo or like we used to eat this food all the time. It's I, I have been so conditioned to including Jared in every aspect of my life. I did not realize, and I'm not going to lie, I was a little bit like ashamed (laughs) at first how much I had given up any of my independence, you know, and it's just habit. It is just habit. Um, I noticed too, like my habit of wanting to share memories of him, like, oh, Jared used to love that thing. Or, uh, you know, Jared and I talked about this before where I found it seeping into every conversation where. Now I know what you're thinking, Kelsey, when did you become obsessed with bandanas, you name it, and they'll get you outfitted. If you can't make it to one of their stores, Tecova's delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. Confidant, sober girlies, are you looking to cut back or cut Take a slash Kelsey. Each can is lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like so many stress balancing adaptogens made with real fruit and only 25 calories or less. It's a guilt-free way to unwind. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or, like me, your forever mocktail. I am so obsessed with the Ginger Lime Mule and also the Grapefruit Paloma for spring. It's my favorite go-to weekend drink. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at TakeArecess.com slash Kelsey so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences even where it didn't even make sense, like a work meeting, <laughs> you know? And I, I realized it's because, I mean, not only the length of time that we had been dating, but it's so on the forefront of my mind. You know, I, I said in the TikTok too, the one that I talked about earlier, that I don't know how I'm supposed to do anything right now. Like, how am I supposed to go into meetings? How am I supposed to go to the grocery store? How am I supposed to talk to someone on the street and not be like, I am dealing with the most massive change and grief of my 31 years 32 as of tomorrow on tuesday august 16th don't forget it bitches love you of life and like i I can't just pretend it so that was why i realized it's so on the forefront of my mind and again making containers for those thoughts to happen and more importantly, breaking those thought patterns, because there is an incredible book I've been listening to called Breakup Book Camp by Amy Chan. I highly recommend it. She talks about the science of addiction to why we become obsessed with checking in or talking to our ex after we break up, right? Like, what is he doing? Should I go look at old photos? Should I go through my phone and read our past conversations? Could I see if there was a sign? Had I known this sooner? Or, you know? We have this, it's like being addicted to a drug, you know, and the more we feed it, it's the same way they talk about like addiction to likes on social media. It gives you that boost. Looking at experiences and memories with your ex, A, not only gives you confirmation bias about like you're trying to reinforce the good of the relationship, but it also gives you a hit of something that was taken away from you. You're literally going through a fucking withdrawal right now of the person of the relationship of the entire life you had planned and you have to honor that fucking withdrawal I know it's hard as hell to not look or to not want to reminisce or to not want to reach out but you have to treat it like you are going through a drug withdrawal otherwise we just let our emotions take over. We just let the anger or the sadness consume us. And nine times out of 10, we're going to regret it after we message. We just want it out of our bodies, right? We just want a response. We just want to be validated. And that goes back to that feeling of only I can regulate my own emotions and only I am responsible for that. Um, another thing that I did this week was I started to move because his a lot of his stuff is still here. Almost majority of his things. I'd say like 95% of his things are here. Um, we decided on a move out date. Um, I'm going to save that conversation and how it happened and how we're going to do it for that specific episode. This one's really more for just like the first week. But I wanted to start moving any of the stuff of his from the shared spaces into his office. Because it's not going to be in the shared space anymore. So... I didn't want to have to see it, and I started to do that um, and realized, I thought, I put on a playlist, and I was like, oh, I'm just going to start moving a couple things. Like, I just want to get it out of the way, get the, get rid of the clutter, and boy, was I wrong about how easy I thought it was going to be, but before I get into that, I want So back to clearing out the spaces. I was not prepared to think about how just moving the objects didn't mean they were handled or taken care of right I started to wonder well is he gonna keep this thing that I got him does he want to sell this why would he throw this away is he gonna want this thing what if it's like a shared item that I don't want is why wouldn't he want it why is he gonna throw it away and I started to take things personally before it's even happened (laughs) And the same thing went for taking down all of the reminders of him from down in the house. He is not going to live here anymore. Um, How we figure out, you know, the lease until he's all the way moved out and he has given me, you know, proper notice. I told him I need at least 30 days like a regular person moving out would give. Um, I, yeah, I, I. I heard this in in a couple of books about breakups that as much as it sucks and as much as we want to cling to and hold on to any hope that this relationship will come back, getting rid of those visual reminders is so key. And that includes, you know, sweatshirts or jewelry or little knickknacks, things you guys bought together, you know, picture frames that remind you of trips, whatever it is. I went through and I took down every single thing in the house and instead of trying to just numb it away the way that I think I was doing with moving his things where I was like, I'm just going to put on a playlist and like bad bitch my way through this. I allowed myself to be really sad and look at the photos and grieve those times to grieve that person that I thought I had signed up for the rest of my life to do with. And you know grief for myself grief for the girl in those photos I cried I called my sister I you know took pictures of the pictures because I was like maybe I don't want the physical picture anymore and I put them all in a box and you know it's a heavy ass box and the way that I think about it with grief is you do have to sometimes let go of things to make space for the new right I liked that excitement that I woke up with the second day of the, you know, the breakup where I was like, this is, who am I now? Like, who am I without Jared? Who am I? I wanted to keep that feeling because that's what's keeping me okay right now is that I'm so excited about my growth. you know A comment I keep seeing from you guys that has been so helpful has been, you know, the end also marks a new beginning. Where I was like, oh shit, what's my new beginning? Because I love change. You know, my bitch ass is always clearing out my office, changing my hair, changing my whatever. And this change felt so fucking scary until I looked at it as an exciting thing. Like now I get to do all of the things that, you know, I doubted or pushed away when I was with Jared. I like to think I was as much my authentic, absolute self together with him. But of course there were things that you compromise or you diminish because you're in a relationship. That's just how partnership works sometimes to a degree. But now like this weird freedom I had where I really wanted to figure out like what what is my new normal was a little bit exciting. And I can't do that if every time I walk down our stairs, my stairs, my stairs, see, I just did it. I see his face and not having his face around, not having his voice around, not having his words here has been so helpful. You know, I've been saging the fuck or like lavender sticking the fuck out of this place. I've been leaning into my crystal work. You know, I've been hanging new photos of me and my friends. You know, I put new photos up behind my computer where I know I'm looking all the time and I want to see my friends and I want to see my successes and celebrate me. This time has got to be all about you, baby, even if it was quick and, and sudden and unexpected, which my breakup was not, it was not unexpected or sudden or quick when it came down to it. You know, when it started to happen, it was sudden and quick and unexpected. Um, but this time has got to be all about you and my friend, Allison Raskin, who is going to come on the podcast and talk about overthinking with breakups, um, she told me, you can always like work on the growth and stuff later. Right now you need to do things that feel good. Or she didn't say you need to, she said something like that, but like do things that focus, that are, feel good to you. And things that feel good to me was like making my space my own, you know, playing the music I wanted to play super fucking loud, you know, eating whatever I wanted for dinner. I didn't have to worry about another person. It's just little things like that where you're just like, whoa I did not realize how much of my time had gone into a relationship and don't get me wrong it's what I wanted and loved doing at the time but it it's so nice (laughs) to not be so obsessed with that feeling anymore um so that was a big process um as the week went on I realized, you know, as the news spread, I say it like we're some sort of like channel five news, breaking news at 9 p.m. No, just as like more friends found out and saw social media stuff and whatever, reached out. And this one's a tricky one because I don't want it to come off like I'm saying anyone's done anything wrong. Right. But like I realized that same way that I was able to find so much joy in this newness in this ending. I don't feel like we as a society treat breakups or even divorce as a way to say congratulations to someone, you know, we always lead with like, I'm so sorry for that. And I think, you know, I'm guilty of it too. I literally said it to someone today who was like, Oh yeah, I'm also going through a breakup. And I was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Because we relate. We're like, fuck, that is a universal shared experience of how it makes us all so humbled and human. Right. We say, I'm so sorry that you are hurting because I love you. And I would like to add congratulations and I would love to lead with that when I talk about my breakup, you know, cause right now it's been like a lot of people saying, oh, I'm so sorry. And then me going, no, it's okay. And I feel like now if someone were to come up to me and be like, I'm so sorry what you're going through, the pain you're experiencing and congratulations <laughs> on this exciting growth period, this like diminishing of ego this massive transformation for yourself like I have done so much fucking work and I don't think it's gone unnoticed you know I, the way you guys talk to me about how this has helped you or you know even message me about your own stories like I don't think it doesn't go unnoticed but honoring that and saying congratulations I think it's so beautiful and I wish we said it more to people going through through a time like this um, I also just had so much gratitude this week for Hippo you know, I, I feel like I've been having to take care of him physically because of all of his health issues, which if you're not up to date on my like TikTok and Instagram stuff, you would have no idea what I'm talking about. I I adopted a dog named Hippo. He's the love of my life. And he had a tumor on his toe. He had a massive allergic reaction. He's got eye problems, kidney problems. He might have an autoimmune disorder, which he actually does. They, They confirmed it the other night Um, and I've been having to take him to the vet like three times this week at late at night, early in the morning and I just realized like he is a mess and so am I and we are literally healing together. (laughs) I mean like I assumed I was going to be healing with like a human like or therapist, not a dog, but I'm happy to have something to care about. Because I'd be lying if I didn't say that I think I put too much of my care into Jared these last few months. Um, again, not to go into too many details, but that's something that I, a boundary that I will never cross with my partner again. Is that I will not mother someone. I will not uh, try to control someone. I will not, you know, I'm not going to do a lot of the things that I did and was happy to do at the time you know but I'm the way that I'm going to couple next time I'm, I'm going to set strict boundaries stricter boundaries or even just like more aligned boundaries stricter is a, is a harsh word um, another piece of this week that has happened is Jared and I have had to talk you know, we're figuring out a lot of logistical stuff. We share a car together. We share rent. We share things. We share friends. We share life. And it was really, really important to me and him when we, you know, hung up from our, our breakup call with the therapist um, at the treatment center that this stayed kind and honest and, tried my best to stick to the logistics and not the emotion so if I knew that we had to talk or if I saw his name pop up on my phone and I was like (gasps) I would purposely do something else I would go outside for a walk I would go pet hippo I would do some breathing I would take a drink I would literally do anything that wasn't letting my reactions come from an emotional place and I felt so okay with that communication that I even did at one point in our conversation say, you know, I just, you know, and by the way, I'm just checking in on you and how your breakup news was received and hope you feel loved and supported in this. And, and, you know, I think we did something really magical and I think he sent back like the hands up emoji or something like that. Like, yeah, go us. But it is, of course, this doesn't apply to situations that, are sa or domestic v or talk to- you know toxic? Not that all situations are toxic, but you know illegal <laughs> um, conditions of breakups. That it is so easy to send hate and anger and vitriol someone's way. It is so much harder, but so <laughs> much better to send empathy and sympathy and apathy or no ap- apathy is not the right one sorry guys it's so late um to that person you know like i kelsey five years ago would have been like he doesn't even care he's probably not even sad and he's probably i don't know how fucking bitches getting money doing strip clubs which happened to me when i was like in my early 20s jared is an evolved better human um, not to say that going out and fucking and going to show clubs and is the wrong way to do breakups. Certainly we'll talk about that when it happens. I mean, not that I'm not, mm, that's another episode. Anyway, uh, I just exposed myself. Um, but I know that he's hurting because this was a mutual breakup. And I think someone had wrote this comment to me somewhere where it's like, it, it's somehow harder when it's a mutual loving breakup because despite that you still love each other you know it's not right and that is so much harder than having something to just say it was cheating it was you know sudden or he left me and had another family i didn't know existed it was like no this actually was harder because we do still love each other absolutely will all the way to the to the death of course but knowing that and still choosing yourself don't make you cry Kelsey don't don't it's okay (laughs) um yeah choose yourself and I think the more you choose yourself the more capacity and space you have to send love out to that person who babes if you would have told me that we would have ended and I would have been this okay I wouldn't have ever fucking believed you Jared and I had conversations all the time about what we would ever do if we broke up. Or like, you know, we'd play that stupid game couples do. Like, what would you do if I died? What would be the first thing you do? Or like, where would you go? Or who would you date? Would you date again? Oh my gosh. Like, we talked about this all the time. And I remember always saying, like, if we ever broke up, Jared, like, I would literally die. And that's not a joke. Like, I would not be okay. I would not be able to continue. I had invested so much of my being into him. And how opposite, like versus how okay I am just goes to show how easy it is. Even if you are a strong independent bitch-ass boss like me, what love, the strength of love can do and the compromises you are willing to wake and the the soul giving that you give to another person should never be so detrimental that if you were to break up, you would not want to live any longer because – I understand wanting to be out of pain and I understand not wanting to face grief, but the more you can uncouple your attachments and your, your, you know, tethers from this person and give it to yourself again, the process is going to be so much smoother. Um, yeah, guys, I feel like that's, the first episode on this breakup series about grief and how to handle grief and how it, you know, it follows very similarly to the stages of grief with death. Um, that Mary Lee Kubler, or Kubler, I think is her name, had created or or discovered that there are these stages and they're not linear and they come in cycles and they sometimes literally happen all of them. The stages happen in one hour <laughs> when you're going through this, but. I hope that some of these things were useful and helpful and um, let me know what else might be useful for this guys. Um, I can't believe I went this whole episode with only once mentioning that my birthday is tomorrow. Don't forget it. August 16th, 1990. Send me all of your pet pictures. I want to see your butts. I want to see how happy you are. Um, It's Leo season after all. We are wrapping up summer. I plan on doing a little get-together with my friends on the night of just to hang out, have snacks, meditate, do yoga, watch a movie. Um, And then my very best friend, who you all know and love, Lacey, is coming from New York to go with me to adult summer camp for the weekend. That's right. We're going to a thing called Camp No Counselors, which is literally summer camp, like on a lake with the blob and color wars and kickball and ropes courses for adults. I imagine it's just going to be a massive orgy. I don't know. To be determined, I'll have to get back to you guys on that next week. Um, But I have a really exciting week planned, and I think that's been another massive part of being okay, is like keeping my schedule full enough with things I want to do while still maintaining a routine and showing up to people in my life and knowing that it doesn't need to be as all-consuming as it used to be when I was in my early 20s where I would for months – Not be able to do anything and not be okay. This has been like the healthiest breakup. It doesn't mean it wasn't painful. It still is painful. We still got a lot to cover, but I hope we can find some things here, guys, together um, to make it a little more manageable and make ourselves a little bit more kind to each other and ourselves. Um, Wow. Look at us, guys. Confidants. Who would have ever thought we'd get here? Um, that's it for this week. I guess I'm gonna have to sing out the outro since I sang in the intro. So I'll say, don't forget to rate this five stars on iTunes. If you're not gonna rate it five stars, ooh, give that to me for my birthday. That's all I want is a five star rating, and you can put that in the comments. I don't care. Um, if you're not gonna give it five stars, please don't give it anything at all because I'm sensitive. Hey, if you haven't gotten the book, that would also be a cool birthday present to give to someone. Um, okay, keep loving yourself, keep choosing you. I love you, confidants. I'll see you next week.